and welcome back to Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob and Scott. And we thank you for listening to this podcast. Feel free to follow us on any platform wherever you get your podcasts. We are available. And we are starting off this week by recapping the NFC Championship game between the San Francisco 49ers and the Philadelphia Eagles, in which the Eagles easily took home the victory 31-7 to over the 49ers, who saw quite a few injuries in this game. Yeah, really a shame in this one that we didn't get to see more of a full game with Brock Purdy going out very early, really took a lot out of this game as the 49ers really weren't able to do anything at all in the passing game. Yes. I mean, but what can you expect from Josh Johnson when you're on your fourth quarterback of the year? I mean, you really can't expect anything. But to get this far with Brock Purdy, with your third-string quarterback, who you picked in the seventh round, really is incredible in and of itself. So, I mean, for that, I feel like I have to give the 49ers a big round of applause for how they were able to continue their success this season. Yes, and I agree with that. And when Brock Purdy got hurt, like, the offense was completely stagnant. They were unable to really use any of their playmakers properly, like McCaffrey and Samuel, and just the dual threat that everybody has was just kind of taken away, and they just looked like a, a team that just lost their identity. Yeah, but talk about again, like, be able to keep that with Purdy is really incredible. So, and really good season for him. I think he really unlocked a part of that offense, it seems like, that Garoppolo never did. Yeah, for sure. So it would be very interesting going into next year to see what the 49ers are going to do at quarterback. I would have to believe there is an extremely low chance that Jimmy Garoppolo is back. But, I mean, never say never. Cause, I mean, you have Brock Purdy, who really just went on an incredible run here. And then Trey Lance, who you moved heaven and earth for just a couple of years ago. And you haven't seen what he's like. So there's some big questions to be answered at quarterback in San Francisco next year. Yes, and without this injury, if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, I don't really think there's too much of uh, a question of quarterback, or at least going into the preseason. I think Brock Purdy is probably QB1, and Lance has to work to earn that spot back from Purdy. But now I think it's probably like an open competition because we don't know what um, type of surgery uh, Purdy's going to have. And we don't know how he's going to recover from it and how he's going to look. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see what they're going to do. And are they going to keep Garoppolo somehow? Because maybe, you know, maybe Purdy isn't healthy. Maybe they're still not sure about Lance. So if if that is the case, then they really don't have anybody unless they keep Garoppolo. Yeah, that's true. And which seems like incredibly like weird because the reason they drafted Lance was to move on from Garoppolo. Yeah, and I believe that they've seen more from Purdy than they got from Garoppolo. Definitely. Like, I was really excited how Purdy looked, and I think they were on their way to going to the Super Bowl. But, of course, injuries can really just mess up a player's uh, career. Hopefully it does not in this case, though. Absolutely. But for the Eagles, uh, just I, I don't know if I really saw anything from them in this game that particularly impressed me, but it was mostly just due to the fact that really nothing they could have done would have impressed me too much just because the nature of the 49ers. I mean, they took care of business, and that was really all they needed to do. Yeah, it wasn't like they even kept it close. And the fact they're like, wow, they kept it a lot closer than they should have. Cause, I mean, they ran away with it all day long, but looked yes. really unimpressive throughout. Yes. And really kind of had their worst offensive game, at least passing-wise, in a while. It was This was actually the least amount of throws that Jalen Hurts attempted this year. Yeah, and the 49ers defense kept them at bay for a while there until the Eagles just kind of pulled away a little bit. But it, it really felt like... 
they were not they were not like going anywhere fast on offense. Yeah. Uh, to go a little bit more into Hurts, this was actually also his lowest yards per attempt and average yards per attempt of the season at a 4.84 for him for each stat, which was interesting, I guess. So maybe the passing game was like pretty weak today or for this game for Philadelphia. And although they did have 148 rushing yards here, it ended up being 3.3 yards carry, which is not quite ideal. But then again, that's basically what they had to do just to bleed the clock out in this game because it was so far to reach and really don't want Hurts being touched as well. Yeah, I think that was mainly why those, the stats are the way they are is because they see what's happening with the Niners and they just see how much they're struggling on offense. And they already have a lead at this point. They don't really want to, they feel like it's just in their best interest to just keep it on the ground. As long as we keep that clock rolling, the 49ers have really have no passing game. So if they're gonna, if the 49ers are going to come back, they're going to have to run it. And there's just simply not enough time in the game for that. I think that was kind of their strategy here. Yeah. So it, I feel like I'm kind of in a hard place about what I want to do with the Eagles, what I really think of them. Right, because they didn't face a great team in the Giants in the first round, and the Giants just kind of fell flat. But I also feel like they put on a really good showing against the Giants. Like, that made me confident in their offensive ability again. So I don't know quite where I want to place them in terms of like offensive ability going into the Super Bowl. True, they did. They did. I feel like the, the, the playoffs for them have been what the regular season has been in that they look like a really good team, but the competition that they have faced, it, it leaves you with questions because it's not really indicative to them as an elite team, the teams that they have beaten in so far. Well, to be on a different point as well, they have blown out those teams in those games. Whereas you look at Kansas City, who I brought up last week and before as well, that Kansas City played really close games with teams like Houston and Denver this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm i going to kind of like pop a balloon here, um, burst a bubble, so to speak. And then I really don't buy the whole blowing out bad teams makes you a better team. Like, I don't really buy that. Like, this is the NFL. Teams are going to be competitive. As long as you win, like, by a mile or an inch, it doesn't really matter to me. Like, the Chiefs have been known to play down to their opponent and still come out with the win. That's the important thing is that you still come out with the win. And to me, that it, it doesn't really signify that you're a good team if you are able to blow out a bad team. I disagree on that because I feel like it means more, like, it's more indicative of future outcomes based on how you won or lost, not if you won or lost. Yeah, I agree to a certain extent, but in the sense that for me, it's the versatility in ways that you win rather than the score that you win by. Because playoff football is never, well, rarely going to be a blowout games anyway. So getting out the close wins maybe is even more important than, than blowing out a team. Right, because you're never going to be facing those teams that you're going to likely blow out. Yeah, but my, I guess that's true. But I mean, my point is going more back towards the regular season. In fact, for the Chiefs, but I think we'll we'll end up touching on this point again in the near future. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. I so I guess end of the day is we just, we didn't really learn anything new from the Eagles out of this game, but we both still think they're obviously a very good team. You have to be to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But both a little bit unsure about how like truly elite they actually are. 
And I think we'll dig into the Eagles a lot more next week when we do our Super Bowl preview. Yes, definitely. All right, and with that, that leads us into the AFC Championship game, which was a lot closer and a lot more exciting here as the Chiefs barely edged the Bengals on a game-winning field goal from Harrison Butker, winning 23-20. to A lot of things, crazy things happening at the end of the game there with the penalty, although, to be honest, it felt like the Chiefs were going to score anyway. But, uh, yeah, takeaways from this extremely exciting game. Well, there's a lot of takeaways from this one. Though I, I guess I was quite off the mark going to this one. Like, the further towards this game we got in the week, the more confidence that I grew in the Bengals and then the fact that I thought the Chiefs were going to fall flat in this one. And that really did not happen. So for that, I feel like I want to give the Chiefs some credit on that offense. I mean, Mahomes was limping around after many of the plays, but still managed to get 320 yards passing. So, I mean, that's very impressive in and of itself. But I feel like I'm also more impressed by the Kansas City defense for keeping the Bengals at bay all game long. Chris Jones. Right. Because in this one, I mean, uh, the Bengals continued their running game woes. I mean, Nixon only had 2.8 yards per carry in this one. And the team total was 4.1. So that would rank very low in terms of team rankings throughout the season. Yeah, it's, I mean, with the duo like P. Ryan and Mixon, they've been pretty disappointing, I feel like. Yeah, they ended up being 29th in yards per carry this year. Mm. 3.9. And then Burrow as well had his worst QBR and worst average yards per attempt since week one. Seeing that, I feel like says a lot about how they were able to hold him in check this game and was very interesting compared to how much offensive firepower they showed versus Buffalo in the divisional round. Yeah. So like that really has got me like in my mind in knots here about what to think of the Bengals because it went from in like the wild card with the Ravens are their offense that good? And then they play Buffalo with a huge offensive offense. Okay, their offense is really good. We've known this. We should continue thinking of this. And then they play the Chiefs and then get stifled. Right, and that's just, I don't know. I, and to be honest, so I picked the Bengals on air. But as the week progressed, I reconsidered. I texted Scott that I actually I'm going to change it to the Chiefs. You can verify that. Yeah. And, um, and the reason was I just I thought about it. And... A couple weeks before, I, I was like, I, I thought about where my mind was, and I thought that I was kind of losing my confidence in Buffalo. And then I thought, well, maybe the Bengals game wasn't that impressive. Maybe it was just Buffalo was going to lose that game. I just felt like no matter almost no matter who they were facing, it just felt like that to me. And maybe the Bengals were getting a little, they are feeling themselves a little too much. With the whole Burrowhead thing, the trash talk, the mayor was getting involved. It just felt off to me. And then I just thought about how good Patrick Mahomes has been in the playoffs. Highest passer rating of any player in the playoffs. The playoff record is just unparalleled. Five straight championships. And that led me to change my pick. And to me, the Chiefs, I'm surprised that I have this much confidence in them. Because as you know, I'm an extreme supporter of the run game. And the Chiefs have very little running game. It's almost all dependent on Mahomes. 2.1 yards per carry in this game. Yes. And... Uh, to me, I just have no, no. There's no player in the league that I trust more to produce on offense than Patrick Mahomes. I'm so, like, I am generally expecting him to do well every single game, and when he doesn't do well, I'm generally surprised. 
Yeah. And another thing that I actually found really interesting after this game had gone by, as it felt like fairly close throughout it, what it did it not? Yeah, it did. It was back and forth. Well, the the post game win expectancy is actually ninety percent for the Chiefs. Really? Wow. Yeah, they had a better passing DVOA, a better overall defensive DVOA, better special teams DVOA, more plays and fewer penalties. Uh, this coming via Aaron shots on Twitter. And winning the turnover battle as well. Yes, I mean that was absolutely huge. That was yeah. For for the Chiefs in this one, Burrow having two interceptions. And I also had one other very interesting stat I found here. So every so in every game that the Bengals gave up five sacks or more this year, they lost. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, every game they lost, they gave up five sacks or more. And they gave up five sacks in this game to Kansas City. The the trouble of the offensive line strikes again. Last year they were able to overcome and get to the Super Bowl. This year not so much. And two of their guards were hurt for this game. Yeah, I mean that was something that we thought might be their demise versus Buffalo that seemed to almost be their strength that game. Yeah. But very impressive. It really did end up come becoming their demise eventually here. Yes, and it's the Bengals are a really good team, but the 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 lack of just the offensive line to me is just a really big problem. Like you look at Mixon and P Ryan, that should have been an elite duo this year, and they weren't. To me, that's not their fault. It, like the offensive line was a weakness all year. I thought they they did play better than last year, but not by much, and it, it ended up being their demise. Yeah, two two costly interceptions, and giving up five sacks. I yeah. feel like that could spell your end easy. Exactly, and if you're smart, you pour all your money into that. That's what the Chiefs did. The Chiefs, if you remember, had a terrible offensive line, and they they literally went out and got all the best. And now, they're, for a couple of years now, their offensive line has been great for Mahomes. Yeah, they spent a lot of capital to get Orlando Brown. They spent a lot of capital on getting Joe Tooney. They drafted Creed Humphrey in the second round. Like yes. They added a lot of capital into it, and it paid off for them in quite a few ways. Yes, and that's how I feel like a lot of the great quarterbacks, they are surrounded by great offensive lines. Like Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, he's had a great offensive line every single year he's been there. The Patriots, with Tom Brady for so long, they had fantastic offensive lines. And the Chiefs, I think, recognize that. Yeah, and I I believe, and I'm not sure if you believe the same, that it is more important in the running game to have a better offensive line than an elite running back. Because I agree. Because yeah. I feel you can pick almost any running back off the street and get at least competent production if you have a very good offensive line. Yes. Whereas, like, I mean, if you throw McCaffrey into the worst offensive line in the league... He might produce some, but I feel like he would not be nearly as effective as the fuse behind a good line. Yeah, and maybe no better example than Najee Harris this year and the Steelers' offensive line struggles early on. Right. And, yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. With with running backs, the the elite versus the like average running back is, to me, that the elite ones are more often able to hit those huge runs, like break out for 20, 30, 40 yards. And they're also a dual threat in the receiving game. But it, for solid production, it's much more important to have a good offensive line. Right. So, coming back to our point here, I mean, what do you do with the Bengals going, like, ending the season? I feel like I was still just end up being very confused about what I thought of them based on how this ended. Yeah. And the Chiefs, maybe I... Was I being too hard on the Chiefs? I don't know. 
because, I mean, going to their last four drives, the Chiefs, like, ended up, had a fumble, two punts, and then drove 26 yards for a field goal, I mean, and 10 of which came on penalty yards. Yeah, that's true. To end the game, and that's how they ended up winning. But they got it done with Mahomes on a, on a sore ankle. That's true. So. But, so, like, I want, so I feel like I don't, like, I'm trying to walk a line here with how much credit I want to give the the Chiefs' offense. And I, I definitely want to give Mahomes a lot of credit for playing on that ankle and throwing for the yards he did. And I guess at that point in the fourth quarter, you were down a lot of offensive weapons at that point. Yes. But I feel like it's still important to point out that it was not their offense that won them the game in the fourth quarter. No, it was the defense making great stands and just suffocating the Bengals' offense. Bengals had several opportunities to take this game just like the Chiefs ended up doing, and they just could not do it. The Bengals had a drive at the end there. Like, okay, this is the drive. And the Chiefs punted it away with, like, two minutes left. I'm like, all right, this is the Joe Burrow drive. It was kind of like, here we go, who's better? Joe Burrow had his drive, could not do it. Mahomes had his drive, and he did it. And right. to me, that's the difference. Right. And uh, another thing, another interesting stat that I like to bring up here from last week is the playoff teams this year with more rushing yards are 9-2, and two, and the two times that a team has won with less rushing yards has been the Chiefs' two victories so far. So just an interesting note there. Yeah, very interesting. Yes, I found that quite entertaining because, like I said, I'm a big proponent of the, the running game, and, and I do think the Chiefs are... Super Bowl favorites. Uh, spoiler alert on that. But that is our recap of the NFC Championship games. And now we thought it would be fun to go back and look at our best and worst takes of this year. And we had some some really stinky ones and some very good ones. So we are going to go back and look at those. So we are going to go back now and look at our Mark my words and predictions for this year, some of the best and worst. And we're going to be rating them here. We're going to rate them good, bad, or ugly. So if they were good and we got them right, that would be good. If they are bad but maybe close, that's bad. And ugly is just, well, we all know what ugly is. <laughs> so here we go. We're going through it here. So the very first Mark My Words of the year was by me. And it was in episode one when I said, then Nick Chubb will have 2,000 yards and win the Offensive Player of the Year. I'm going to go with a bit of a wild card here, and I think that the Browns' offense is going to be ultra-reliant on the running game, so I think Nick Chubb is going to eat up the yards, uh, and mark my words, he's going to hit 2,000 yards this year. We can, You're going to want to write that down. Nick Chubb, 2,000 yards, and Offensive Player of the Year. So, um, I don't feel like this is a, a, a uh, an ugly one. I feel like this is a bad one, or an okay one. I guess good, okay, and ugly is the, the rankings we should go off of. I feel like this is okay. Yeah, I would agree. This is okay. He definitely did not win Offensive Player of the Year. No. He looked like, at one point, it looked like it might come close to that, but he did not hit 2,000 yards. Ended up with, what did you say, 1,500? Yes, 1,500. So, I mean, uh, ended up being, uh, having a very good season. Yes, and actually he did have his best season to date. He had the most attempts. He had the the most yards he's ever had, the most touchdowns. So, yes, I, I think he had a, a very good year, a very respectable year. And early on it looked like a really good pick. Like maybe halfway through the season I was very excited. 
But um, yes, ended up faltering out there at the end. Uh, and marked that firmly as okay. Yes, officially okay on that one. And then we have the second one, which was by Scott in episode one. And he predicted that Jamar Chase would have 1,500 yards on the year. And I'll throw my own in. Mark my words, Jamar Chase will have over 1,500 receiving yards oh, this season. Smokes. Honestly, I feel like this one ended up being okay. He missed some time due to injuries, and I paced it out. If he had the exact same pace from each game, he would have ended up with 1,480 yards. Yes. Yeah, I feel like this one was... I don't want to say good because it didn't ha- actually happen, but right. it, it was. I think it was very okay. Yeah, I'd say okay. Yeah. Uh, nothing notable here. Nothing notable, really good or bad, particularly. Right. Right. <laughs> so not, not not a terrible start then. Our first ones of the year were, were pretty good, but they start to get a little uglier here. Oh, the next one. Uh. <laughs> yeah, this is maybe my favorite one all year, guys. And I tried to save him on this one. Uh, we'll we'll give you a listen to it here. Uh, I'm never counting the Steelers out, though. Like, it's kind of like the Patriots, except for even more, because Mike Tomlin has never, ever had a season below 500. So, And this will be the year? I, I disagree with that. <laughs> Mark my words, this will no, be the year. No. Steelers will have no. a losing season. I'm not letting you. We're not marking those words. <laughs> yes, we are. We're Mark those words. Oh. Steelers will have a losing season. They suck. Oh, my god. They're not a good team. I- so obviously the Steelers ended up finishing the year at nine and eight, and Scott ended up being wrong on that one. <laughs> oh, I, I was so confident in this one. The Steelers were had a very low record there, pretty near the end, and it came down to the very last week. <laughs> yes. Oh, that one sucked for me. It was like, all right, in the last week I had a mark my words to fly right out the window. I could have had right. Oh. And the passion, like the the absolute passion, like they stink. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm, we're definitely marking these words. <laughs> oh, and you just watched it slowly slip away. <laughs> yeah. That was glorious. Absolutely glorious. So I'm going to go ahead and mark this one as bad. Yeah, definitely. I'd mark that one as bad. Never go against the great coaches, I'm telling you. All right. And then we have Scott with another one. And he said that the Bengals despite being down at this point in the year, that they would still win the division. So I'll throw a little mark my words in here right now. Mark my words. I still believe Cincinnati will win that division. This one probably ended up being my best take of the year. Uh, At the time, the Bengals were 0-2 and looked very bad to start the year. There was a lot of people really coming down on them for saying they weren't very good. I held strong to my pick, and this one ended up being pretty good for me. Yes, it was very good. 0-2, they looked really bad at this point. And to start the year, I was already a little bit low on the Bengals just because I thought their playoff run was like a little bit like fluky almost uh, with the opponents they faced. So going into the year, I was already like kind of like, uh, I'm not, I'm, I don't know how, how, how I feel about Cincinnati. And then they lost those two games. I'm like, yep, yeah, I was right. Like, they're not going to be good. And then you were bold enough to predict them to the division, and you were right. So I'm definitely going to officially mark this one as good. Yep, yeah, good. All right, and then we have another one by Scott. Oh, this one was a stinker. And he said that by the end of the season, the Buccaneers will win the division and be considered elite. So a lot of people have been considering how good the Bucks even are. But I, I do have one thing to end this. I'll mark my words here. Mark my words. Mark my words. Here it comes. By the end of the season... Tampa Bay will not have only won their division, but be considered elite. 
Yeah, so obviously this one came in after week seven. They were three and four, but I had some confidence in this team that Tom Brady could turn it around. I obviously did not happen at all going five and five the rest of the way to be bounced in the playoffs in the wild card round. Yes. And win a very weak division. They did win the division. They had a winning record. No, they had a losing record, right? Yeah, they won an 89. Yeah. So, uh, by no means were they elite. <laughs> so, no, I'm, no I'm, I'm going to say this is bad, I would say. Yeah, very bad. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think in the same episode, uh, I hadn't marked my words. And it concerned the Atlanta Falcons. And I said that the Atlanta Falcons would win their division. Falcons, I was not high on to begin the year. And... They have shown me that they can be a really explosive team on offense. If they clean some things up on the defense, I think they're more than good enough to be in the playoffs in the NFC. The division's weak. Tom Brady and the Bucks are not looking good. So mark my words, the Atlanta Falcons will win the NFC South. So obviously this one was awful. Uh, so at the time, the Falcons had just come off. Uh, a really exciting overtime victory against the Panthers. They're 4-4 four and four and actually leading the division. And they're just a really exciting team to watch. So I just I saw the Bucks were struggling, and I, I marked my words they win the division. They proceeded to go 1-6, uh, and six, and then they won their final two games, which were kind of like garbage time games. So this was horrible. <laughs> yeah, we'll mark that one under bad, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awful. <laughs> uh, all right, and then Scott, you had one. And it was the Seattle Seahawks will miss the playoffs. So, I got a little something here. A little mark my word for my own this week. All right. Pay attention, guys. We're marking this. Mark my words. The Seattle Seahawks will not make the playoffs this year. Oh. And I believe at the time when I made this, they had just been coming off a pretty hot streak. And a lot of people were fairly high on Geno Smith in this team. But I was lower on them. And they actually ended up not doing very well down the stretch and just sneaking in by the hair of a Lions win in Week 18. Yeah, I think this one was, I would say it's good. I mean, although it was what, and they missed the playoffs? Yeah, and they ended up making it. Uh, so I'd say it's okay. Yeah, I guess I'll let Mark Sunder okay. It came really close to being great. It, yeah. it almost kind of held up to what I thought would happen. Yeah. Just one game off. Right, they looked how you thought they would look. They, they did make it, but they, they looked how you thought they would, I feel like. Right. And pretty soon after that, they did start to decline, like right on cue. Because I believe I said, I, I thought they, were, they weren't, I didn't say that because they were bad. I thought that because they would get lapped by other teams. Yes. And you were almost right. If the Packers could have pulled out a, uh, a win there, you would have been right. right. <laughs> uh, and then you had another one with the, Scott had a lot more than me, if you're noticing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he had the Miami Dolphins. We'll win at least one playoff game. And here was the clip. That's Tua Tagovailoa's comeback and just absolute dominance at wide receiver. We've seen from Tyreek Hill on pace to set NFL record, along with Jalen Waddell being top five NFL receiving yards. Mark my words. The Miami Dolphins will win at least one playoff game this year. Whew, that ended up being another... Uh, Pretty bad one for me there. At this time, the Dolphins were six and three and riding pretty high. They had a lot, of, getting a lot of love in the media, but managed to go three and five after this point and uh, getting beaten the wild card round by the Bills. Yeah, I mean they did make it, and with the third string they kept it close. 
But I feel like the fact you said it's like at least one, like implying that oh they're gonna go pretty far at least one. So I yeah, I would say this may be bad. Is it bad? Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then we have uh, another Scott. Mark my words that the Titans will lose by twenty plus points <laughs> in the wild card round. So mark my words, the Tennessee Titans will win their division and will lose by over twenty points. <laughs> In the wild card round. So I'm not sure what what I should do with this one. The the Titans were actually seven and three when I made this prediction, and the wild card round part actually never ended up being a part of it. So do I consider this good because they didn't even get to that point? I mean, at this point, we thought they were going to absolutely walk to this division because nobody was even close to them when this prediction was made. Yeah, I think this is good because. Um, missing the playoffs altogether is worse than losing by 20-plus in the first round. Yeah. So I, I think this is good. They'd only won one more game. It was the very next week after I'd said this. Yes. And they would have been facing the Chargers if they had won that last game. So maybe they would have lost by 20. <laughs> I guess we'll never know. Yeah, we'll never know. But I think that's a good one. Yeah, I was about to say it's good enough. <laughs> All right, and now the last two. These are pretty juicy here. It's close. Uh, they, they are intertwined, I guess. Yeah, one is actually... By both of us. <laughs> yes. So you said that Jacksonville will win more than one of the last four games. And then I said that they will win less than two of the last four games. And here are those. Is it like they're going to win like one more game all year. They're going to be like 6-11. and 11. Really? So, so you want to bet me that they're not going to win more than one game? I will bet you they win more than one game. You think they're going to win more than one? They're going to beat, like, the Jets or the Cowboys or something? Yeah, but five bucks right now. Five bucks. Five bucks right now, they win more than one game. Uh, okay, well, wait, wait. Caveat is, in the last week against the Titans, if the Titans have nothing to play for and they're just kind of, like, that doesn't count, even if they win that. I'll take that. All right, let's uh, do it. Five bucks. five bucks. Let's go. This one was a lot of fun to hear play out. And I guess a pretty good take on my part. But even I didn't really think they would have done as good as they did. This was going into the week that they won that Dallas game, which was very surprising. Yes. And then taking on the Jets as well. I mean, with Zach Wilson. But at the time, we thought that they would have a better quarterback in than that. But I still had a lot of fun with this one. This was our first uh, live bet here on the show, actually. Yes, with money, yes. <laughs> and I just, I should learn not to bet. It seems whenever I bet, I lose. <laughs> Although it's usually on the Packers. But, uh, yeah, after they beat the Cowboys, I knew I was screwed because I see the Jets coming up and it's Zach Wilson. I'm like, ah, crud. But, yeah, Jags ended up being pretty exciting um, overall. So uh, mine was awful. That was bad. And yours was good, I'm going to say. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I almost had one more. So I had three, mark my words, on the year. I was going to have four. It came with the Packers. I said they were going to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, if they got in the playoffs, but of course they never got in, so that never actually became a mark of my words. <laughs> but I feel like that would have been a good one because <laughs> I still feel like they would have made it. But alas, and, uh, we hope you had some fun listening to our clips here. Yes, as we look back on the year, it was definitely a crazy regular season, a crazy playoffs, and we're just looking forward to the Super Bowl at this point. It's whatever is going to happen, nobody's going to expect that. I think we have learned this year. I think I agree with that. And, uh, yeah, so next week we're going to be giving you more in-depth uh, predictions and just overall discussion on the Super Bowl. 
as well as maybe a look more into our overall season predictions, record predictions, and uh, awards and such. And we hope to have some more fun things for you next week. Yes. So we look forward to that, and we thank you for listening to this episode of Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob. And Scott. And with that, we are team. 